Gross, coming to you from our studios at 1020 South 25th Street in Fargo. Oh, my Gundersons. It's our Gunderson Jewelers Studios here in South Fargo. It's Monday. You know what we do. And if you're brand new to the program on 740 The Fan, the fifth largest daytime signal in the country, local, regional, national sports, you name it. Uh, if you're brand new on Mondays, I, I guess D, D and I have been kind of doing this on Mondays. I don't know if we have enough room in our text club uh, from this past weekend's Good, Bad, Ugly, and Great. Good, Bad, Ugly, and Great from the weekend. I think we could fill up most of these uh, categories today in your Good, Bad, Ugly, and Great. Why? Well, because we started the weekend. Uh, if the weekend starts Friday, I mean, technically, I think last week the weekend might have started on Thursday because of some high school things that were going on, you know, Minnesota side. But uh, you're good, bad, ugly, and great. Four games at the Fargo Dome. I tell you what, uh, to to the to the dome folks, the event staffers, the people that uh, just Rob Sobolik's crew, uh, tremendous job. Uh, you know, to the uh, public address announcing guy and the crew over there from the way that that was done uh, for accommodating the, all the media. Which it was great to see a lot of different people covering. Now we hope you tune in to Seven Forty the Fan, but it was great to see that, and, and it's the champion. It's a culmination of four championship football games at the Fargo Dome. So to the Fargo Dome, the staff, Rob and his crew, everybody, nice work. Uh, to Todd Olson, Rick Flaxbarth, and and that crew, the those, those that are running the press box or the game itself, the Activities Association, thought a pretty good job. Nice job. Uh, it, it was it was quick. It, it moved along, maybe even too efficiently, Derek, because some Grand Fork yeah. Central fans were expecting a like a roughly three o'clock kickoff against North, and because the nine man game went relatively quick, you were they on ran them. the ball more than any nine man game in the history of North <laughs> Dakota like, that I've seen oh, in the past ten oh fifteen my years. Goodness gracious, which I, I get it, and, and folks in the northern of the valley, yeah, yeah, I hear you, I hear you. I know that on the on the on the schedule, it says game to next game kicks off twenty five minutes. I think was after yeah for the first three games. Right? Yeah, yeah, for the first three, and then in the other night, the three eight was set. But and I know a lot of I know there's several people were still driving on I twenty nine, and and that was I was hearing some of that. I was getting some of those messages, and I yeah I get it, I understand it is. But I think uh, outside of that, it, it was a pretty pretty full day to that crew. And then had to flip that building for a uh, North Dakota State football game, and how about? The Bison, uh, if they had somehow gotten sidetracked or off balance or off off a rail or two, <laughs> that was a pretty demonstrative statement that North Dakota State just stuck on Southern Illinois, a very good yeah. team. Yeah, I mean, impressive second half. That's a little bit more. Second half, yeah. I mean, I think. 21 unanswered, yeah, right? Right. Crazy. So, I mean, that's, and that is one of those things that's kind of what you're normally, that's what we're used to a little bit, right? Yes. Yeah. P- I, playing playing great football heading in. Well, normally playing great yeah. football throughout, but certainly this time of year. Yeah, for sure. So you got to feel good about life and what a weekend coming up. Oh, I mean, I mentioned last oh, week felt like playoff football. Oh, this week oh, is, my heavens. is going to be intriguing. I was in Vermilion, uh, uh, and and I've got uh, the show with Bubba tonight on KFGO. And I, I'm I, – Coach, this is what's tough. Because you play, you practice all week for one game, and coaches got to be—they have to have short memories. But how, how do you have a short memory when you leave a place, probably thinking you left a few points on the field? Uh, maybe could have snuck in there to Vermillion and knocked them off. I mean, it was a ten nothing game; everything was going pretty good, and then your offense just couldn't 
get in the end zone, and that's a large credit to. I mean, right. Bob Nielsen's got a good defense. Steve, you know that, and it's it. They were tough to, and that that's the game we expected. You know, something tight, uh, something probably close to the vest, maybe a little bit more scoring, but but uh, that's not what you got. Fourteen to ten. Uh, I called it a, a a tough loss, not a bad loss. And I think reflecting in the latest FCS poll, uh, UND didn't drop too much in the top. I didn't think they would. Um, and issues shot back into the top 10, which thought they would. Right, yep. Southern felt there are seven Valley teams in the top 25. <laughs> good Still luck. very impressive. Good luck to you, laddie. Good luck. Sunday's, Sunday's going to be a large day. Oh, yeah. Because uh, when, the, when the 24 come out, the automatic bids, and then everybody, you know, we already know who's winning the Valley. But, but that's... Derek, that selection on Sunday, there are going to be some people that are seven and four. And I don't envy those it. folks. I don't envy those folks at all. That's going to be a tough day for them to decide on who's going to get in, who's going to get the week off. There's going to, there's going to be a lot of unhappy people there, but that's just how the cookie crumbles it, when it, you're dealing with a situation like this. And no, it's but it makes this weekend a lot of fun as well. Listen to you all the way down to Minneapolis yes on that, Saturday. That's right. You were down at the Vikings game, which obviously we'll get to. Yeah, I went down to see the. Uh, the girl and her, uh, my stepdaughter and her boyfriend right, hung right. out there and hadn't seen them in a while, so it was nice to see. But the whole way down, I was listening. Man, just it's one of those games, and we had this a little bit. Like I was thinking about like the Vikings and Chargers and Bucks at those games. Mm-hmm. Oh, if that would have just happened, or if that would have just happened. I mean, there was oh. there had been fifteen of those things in the game for UND. Uh, amazing. It was painful. It, really was. it was just a painful. It was pain. Coach Berg. You know, bless his heart. He's so he's such a football guy. And, and Mike and, and Paul, who, who are on the broadcast with me, you know, there's a third and 24. Now, granted, it, it didn't cost, but tell me, here's what it's like to be football. And by the way, we'll get to that and buyouts that were large numbers in college football of coaches getting. Oh, uh, how about that? We'll get to that. To but, me, I think that'd be the greatest thing ever if I'm Jimbo Fisher. <laughs> I mean, that, well, $76 million not, not to do anything? Great. I mean, thank you. Uh, we'll break that down a little bit. The um, but third and twenty four South Dakota. See, you, oh. you've got they're deep in their own territory. Quarterback dropping back in the end zone, and uh, you know he's just going to throw the ball away. He's not going to take a safety. He's going to roll out and if Aiden Bauman didn't have anything, going to throw it away. So you make him throw it away, and then you throw a a little extra hit on a quarterback, and here comes the flag, and no. it's roughing the passer on third and 24 it's an automatic obviously first down it's little things like that there they had a first and 38 first and 38 and then they got three downs to get it and three downs to get it that's later. the one that hurt me more oh because granted they couldn't flip they, you know south dakota was able to move out of that roughing the passer to at least flip the field mm-hmm. right yeah, bottom bottom a little time. Otherwise, punting. You're right. Otherwise, punting, and maybe you need to get in at you get much better 50, position yeah. because they went down and it looked like they're going to score, but then they fumbled in the end zone. So yeah. hey, it so that and a young man I love watching Russell, whatever you know, he Mr. Yep. Orlando had the unfortunate situation yep. there, right? But then they get the ball back. They get it right before the half. So, so them, scoring so wise, it didn't cost them as far as South Dakota scoring. But with a little bit of time that was left, could have put another could have put another score on for UND <laughs> right. if they get the ball at the fifty instead right. of the twenty. Right. If you had just a, little things like that. If on yep. third and four, you could send a little bird in and whisper in the defensive huddle, "Look, guys, it's going to be a fourteen to ten game later. Yeah. So let's not do anything now. But see, you can't. 
<laughs> so it has to be known at the time. So don't rough the passer here because if we force him to punt, we get it at the 50, and we might score mm-hmm. seven. And if we score seven, we won't lose by four. We'll win by right. three. Yeah. You know, if you could send that birdie in <laughs> at that time, but you don't. Yeah, Derek, you listened exactly well because you, could, <laughs> I was, you got it. I was it. pretty in tune. And I got to say this, and I hate to say this too, but, you know, big little plays that you think about too and where – I thought UND is going to maybe be able to blow the doors off. But what do I say after the final score? That turnover. It is a bugaboo. That interception just changed it because it looked like the control of the game was there. And then momentum swung right there in Vermilion. And it's just those little things. That's why you can't have them. And, man, that that stings. That really, really stings. How many times do you think you and and, and myself, but here the word turnover has been brought up in the last – well, Several. certainly this football season, right. as much as any, for sure, because Absolutely it's it's what's killed the Vikings. So the Vikings might They've have over, one or two losses as like well. Over right, <laughs> you take away the seven turnovers right. they had in the first few games. Because this defense, it, it, what they did in the second half yesterday against a team that has weapons, right? I mean, the Saints say what you ever want about them, I and mean, they're mediocre in a bad division, whatever. But they got talent on both sides of the ball. I mean, Cam <laughs> Jordan might be going to the Hall of Fame. I'm not going to say that for sure. But but at the rate he's going, I mean, I think if you're going to put another Saint in, he's going to be in there, right? And Kamara, I mean, as a Viking fan, this guy has eaten us up alive for how long? I think a Christmas Day a couple of years ago, I still have yeah. PTSD for me. You know, I mean, just there's <laughs> right. so many things when you look at this club that has been just you know a pain in the butt over the years, and they have weapons and. You know, Thomas got knocked out of the game, and of course they knocked out Derek Carr, which might have been the worst thing because Jameis was getting the ball quicker Wilson than was what, kind of slinging it out there quick. Y- yeah. yeah, now he of course pull, became Jameis again, right. threw balls up, and didn't live <laughs> for another <laughs> down, which has been the bugaboo for him and a few other quarterbacks that we mentioned. Carson Wentz, uh, but I mean, but that those are the things that have kept them from being starting quarterbacks. Right. Um, and I got to say this too, Byron Murphy Jr. Yeah. I understand what you're trying to do, slide down, but you may just want to get a few more yards and take a little bit more ticks off the clock bit. because <laughs> I, I understand what you're doing, but they still had a timeout, and if you would have just snuggled the ball forward and went forward about 15 more yards because you had a bunch of gra- green yeah, turf bro. ahead of you, we went to had to punt the ball again. Talking about the Vikings, went to had to punt the ball again and then have a Hail Mary attempt that who knows what's going to happen at that point. There were a number of games. Uh, the text opened at 35270. You're good, bad, ugly, and great from the weekend in any sport. And, and granted, by the way, we had uh, we had volleyball regionals. Minnesota wrapped up theirs in state. Congratulations to Pequot Lakes. They were the 2A champions. DL uh, lost in the semis, so you know there's some volleyball on that side. Can I give a little love to Rachel Stolen-Barnesville native in her first year coaching for the Lakers? Nice, doing a nice job. Her yeah. mother, uh, almost got legendary women's coach uh, for girls' coach for Barnsley. So I just want to give a little excellent love to her, former student of mine, when I substitute teach. So. Excellent. Uh, and, and on the other side of, of the river, we've got it all. So anything and everything is open for you on that. There were a number of games that finished in the NFL, Derek, on, on field goals. Yes. You know, and, and so it was kind of a thrilling NFL. If we've learned anything from the NFL. Okay, everybody's like, okay, San Fran's back after dropping three, and they probably are. Dallas, I, I, if I rewind the tape on our Pick'em segment on KFGO, I think my, my my direct quote was, Dallas will beat New York by 32 points. I was going to go find that tape, and they actually actually beat them by 32 points. Yes, there I you thought, go. Oh, not a bad prediction for it. I didn't think I'd see. But the Cowboys certainly didn't have any problem uh, licking their wounds after that tough loss at Philly. And now if you look at the NFC East, 
Philly's got a gauntlet they're going up against. Dallas, and nothing's guaranteed. We'll see where the East goes. And those of you that rolled off the Minnesota Vikings, now that they've rolled off five straight, is, is incredible. And then they've done it. I don't know what's more impressive, bringing Dobbs in, and no knowledge of the offense and watching him acclimate himself with the with Kevin O'Connell and doing what he's doing. The Vikings clubhouse rallying around because look at the injuries. The everybody, you know, people say, Well, I can't use injury as an excuse. Why not? <laughs> Next man up. Okay, I get it. But Derek, when you lose pieces that you count on to be productive pieces, either another back that comes in and, and, and shares reps yeah. with the starting back. That's a valuable spot. A number one target wide out that you lose and you got other guys. That's enough. That's production. So I don't... I don't and t- you're number two slash three wide out. Right. K.J. Osborne, right. And Cam Akers. <laughs> and Cam Akers. And Madison gets knocked out, although Madison has just got to go through the A-gap north and south. Right. Watching him hesitate, yeah. trying to avoid... Oh, that's painful. But, okay, maybe, maybe excuses isn't the word, but it is something. Well, how do you not? <laughs> it, 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 it's something, and you're winning games just in spite of that. I think it's an incredible story for Minnesota right now. One hundred percent. And the other thing with it too, going to the defense, is this defense is so good in attacking, and they're going to give up a few things. Obviously, most defenses do. Even the best, de- you know, New Orleans has got a really good defense, and they got torched in the first half by a kid who's been there for ten days at quarterback. And to your point. These are pretty much the same players that they have, and Ryan Flores is taking Ed Donatel's players if, without Eric Kendricks or whatever, and I, he's making them one of the best defenses in the NFL. If I asked you, uh, give me your, give me four people in the Vikings organization from player whatever uh, your four MVPs right now. If I just said if you had to pick four right now, tell me Brian Flores isn't one of those four. One hundred percent, and maybe. Yeah. One or two. Like where you have is losing him after this year, right? Yeah. Now, he's suing the NFL for discrimination, so right. I don't know how many of the other right. 31 owners are going to be anxious to be on the opposite. Yeah, yeah, my head coach is suing the rest of us, so I mean, because he's more or less suing everyone else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, boy, he's been. If if I added another cal- column today to our Good, Bad, Ugly, and Great text club, 35273-5270, if I had another one, it'd be heart elated for, heart breaks for and i go back to the dakota dome or the fargo dome dakota bowl <laughs> dakota dome wait a minute well my heart it was breaking down yeah, the yeah, dakota yeah, dome. I was say, you, you left a piece of your heart down there <laughs> go to the dakota mike bowl. berg is still probably looking <laughs> at the 50 yard line right now <laughs> mike, 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 mike did he drive did. home because i'm wondering i just say he mike did he drive was, home he, he was, was a frustrated cat up in that booth yeah, to your point mike as of the post game show we were all pulling tearing down and saying goodbye to every you know we're heading out and he drove and i drove and everybody drove and Mike said, I may just take I-90 and go to Rapid City. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm going to turn left, and I'm not going to go north. I'm just going to go take some time in the Black Hills and do that. But if the category was your heart breaks for and is elated for when it comes to uh, the, the, uh, the, the Dakota Bowl is North Prairie and South Border. Derek, your heart is elated for those oh, kids yeah. from North Prairie. 100%. But tell me your heart doesn't break for South Border. You did that game with Bob Roars. Yeah, you just think of the sophomore quarterback. I'm thinking, man, he's just wishing just one more tick, you know. I mean, or, or should we have called two plays and just went up there and snapped it and thrown it in the end zone to give oh. it a shot? Yeah, 100%. Oh, yeah. the coach. Uh, they eat them up all winter long. <laughs> oh, my goodness. For those that didn't listen and uh, and, and lock into that one, and, and it was a 9 o'clock 
kickoff in the nine-man championship game. And it was close to the vest. I mean, it was 16-8. to eight. There's your final. North Ferry wins it. But South Border, you know, they got the ball last. They got one more shot, and they're getting down the field, but they're, they don't have any timeouts. And they're making plays. They're inside the 20. They're inside the 10. They have just a, a handful of seconds remaining. Uh, not enough to, to take your time, certainly, but enough if you get a quick one off, you can maybe clock the ball and get one second and left or two and play it. Well, they made the play, got down to the, what was it, the one, Derek, somewhere in that area, the two? Yeah, the two-yard line, yep. And as soon as the quarterback there, the young kid uh, goes to clock it, the pigskin, the, the tip that of the ball. That happened in the NFL a couple years the ago. The tip of the ball probably hit that turf, yeah. and then the clock had triple just zeros. hit triple zeros before. I, I watch it as it happened. Like, oh, oh. The only thing I regret is if they, they had a timeout, and I'm just thinking, man, they they did the timeout. Yeah, you got to call two plays there. I mean, it's just one of those. I mean, I'm sure, but it's it's oh. a lot. You and know? you talk about you talked about coaches. You know, we talked about coaches wearing it and trying to just have short memories. Oh, that'll eat away at. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to be a nothing's going to eat away at. You know, it won't be quite hook and ladder yeah. like we saw with uh, DGF last right. year. But I mean, I, I my my gut's still sick about that. Oh. You know, that there's yeah right. That that's uh, one of those oof. things. Uh, Fargo the North. thrill of victory, egg and defeat right there. Yeah. <laughs> it is sport. Fargo North, congratulations. You ran the table. That was absolutely incredible. Uh, and then we haven't even got to it. We'll, we'll do it in the next segment. But Derek brought up a point during the uh, Minot, the Magi taking on uh, Shanley. And I'll bring it up here in the next segment with Doc Phil and, and Derek that I think is, um, yeah, I, you made me think while I was listening to that game drive out of South Dakota about how that game ended between Minot and Shannon. We'll talk about that. Doc Phil coming up around the corner. We'll dive inside the buyouts in college football and how being a head coach at the highest level sometimes could be the most lucrative thing in the world. It's up there with Powerball. You can lose your job. It may be the dream. You can lose your job, not have to work, and still be paid a king's ransom, depending on how your agent set up the deal. We're back with Doc Phil. Lots to get to. A Monday, 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 Jack Michael show on 740 The Fan. Uh, Bob Hope comes in the tent. Says you guys are doctors. Glad I'm not sick. Remember, because it was Chevy Chase. It's been so. It's I mean, movie. I think I was in third grade when I saw that in the that movie, South Cinema in the balcony. <laughs> that movie is so like you're gonna not you're not gonna gain any brain good brain activity. Well, that probably. describes most of the comedies of the right, 80s. So. Right, right, right. But Bob Hope in the middle of the desert yeah. coming into a tent. Yeah, that's right. That's it. Doctor Phil Johnson, orthopedic surgeon. Now here's where you will gain knowledge when we bring uh, Doctor Phil on. Doc, I, I, I'll throw something at you. And we had a, a wild weekend. It, just so many things, and not the very least to be North Dakota hockey. Going to Duluth and taking two, by the way, at the beginning of NCHC play, which we'll get to, Doc. But Derek brought something up on uh, all the, the nine-man 1A, 2A, and 3A title games at the Fargo Dome Friday. And so a tight one. I, I was talking about how North Prairie and, and South Border, and it went down. They tried to clock it and the triple zeros. And, oh, man, if you're a Mustang fan, South Border going back to Ashley and Vishik. But you enjoy the ride. And then, uh, of course, Kindred have uh, picked up their second title, Doc, in the last three years. This is Starcevic and that crew, they, uh, you know, at Riley Center, just a tremendous run for Kindred. Congratulations. Fargo North runs the table. Uh, they, they get a win over Central. And they, they got the dudes, too. I mean, there's no question. So, Doc, the 3A game happens, and it's Minot and Shanley. And if anybody's followed Shanley High School, they're, they're just well coached. It's like a video game football if you're a broadcaster it's like yeah i'll do the shanley game because it's just that's the kind of action 
Well, those upstart Magi, pretty good themselves, and they rally back. They just don't go away, Doc. They they don't go away, and they make some plays too. Shanley probably turned the ball over. We talk about that too much. Long story short, how many times, Doc, in a high school game, and Derek, I heard you bring this up, do you, you're making strides. It's a tie game 35-all, and in a high school game, you're basically running plays not necessarily to score. You're running plays to not turn the ball over. You're protecting the ball. And eventually you're just going to kneel down, use that last time out, to kick a field goal to win a game. Doc, that to me, maybe maybe we just got better kickers now across the board in high school football. Well, you know, and we do, and, and you're right. I was at that game actually. You know, oh. it was it was a dead a dead night in Fargo. I said, oh, I'm going to go to that game. Not a boy. I'm glad I. I'm glad I did. Um, but I, you know, it, it was a tale of two halves. I mean, the first half clearly Shanley uh, was was just dominant, and, and and but you know, give Minot credit. They went in and they made some adjustments. They came out and. There they go. They started rolling a little bit. And then Shanley decided to turn the ball over a few times. And, you know, much to their chagrin because it, it cost them points. And all of a sudden, I mean, we're looking at a tie game. Um, I think it shows you the level now of where high school football is in North Dakota is that, you know, years gone by, we didn't even have a kicker. I mean, I remember <laughs> right. in high school, I was a kicker and I wasn't the greatest, but I could kick field goals for, you know, extra points. You could get it through, sure. <laughs> Yeah, but now, because, and, and, and I think it's because of the advent of soccer, we're starting to see that there's there's more kids that are now developing that, and they're going, you know, if I get pretty good at this, I could get a scholarship at college. True. And, I mean, look at this. I mean, know, this, this would be a sweet deal. I mean, um, Moorhead, so Moorhead High's had a great, you know, they've had a great kicker. Some went on the college. South's got a great kicker. Central, Doc talks about soccer. This yep. kid just plucked from the soccer teams, and, and he is a phenomenal young man. His punts are spiraling, are directional. You know, yeah. his kickoffs are good. I mean, yeah, that's and obviously Minot High's got a kid and, that can boot it through. Yep, and the kicker for North is going to Morehead State, it, I believe. And North, exactly. Wow. You know, so I mean, there's there's kids actually that are paying attention now, going, "Hey, I could get I could get my college paid for if I work hard on my kicking." And so you're seeing more and more of that, and I think that's great. I mean, it, it's expanding. You know the Expanding the level of play, and, and, and what a great game. I mean, you, you did exactly right. They just kind of worked it down, worked it down, and they set it up for the field goal and go, okay, we're either going to have a tie game here or we're winning, and boom, kicks it, and it was perfect. I'm going to send a shout-out. Growing up, I remember a, a guy that I just was a fan of from Williston, my neighbor down the block, and Kelly, if you're listening, he's probably in Wapenden right now. Kelly McNary was the first guy I thought, wow, he's kicking like 40-yard field goals like – like like I see on Sundays, like what what you do, and yeah. then you know, Glasses Kid was a good kicker. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, That's right. uh, oh, very good. Yeah, so. I forgot about that. Yeah. Darren well, Ersted, by the way, was pretty good too. Was let, okay. me, let me yeah. throw that in. He's got a championship <laughs> yeah. ring for World Series and <laughs> yeah. F, you know, the uh, BCS <laughs> title. That's pretty good. Sprinkle that in too. Well, it's amazing too. But what a, but, but I mean, what a great story for Minot, though. You know, I mean. They've been to the dance how many times, and, and they, they just haven't been able to pull it off. Right. And so the first time in 43 years. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Deborah Harry was top on the charts. That's a very good point. Right? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> that, was, 
That was back with Pac-Man and Space Invaders. Th- thank you. Well, Jimmy Carter was still president, and we <laughs> think about that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously, have you? He was about yeah. to get beat by a Ronald Reagan at that time. I mean, that's just think about that for a second. You know, and I, I just think when you talk about kickers too, it wasn't all that long ago. When you're talking about North Dakota State versus UND, North Dakota State never put a guy on scholarship for kicking. They went for two every time. That's they right. They didn't have a kicker. They just kept the same offense yeah. that just got now, them into the end Bentram zone. Now, granted, and the option offense would get three yards <laughs> yeah. every time. That was a joke. Like, yeah, really? Right. We just got to get two more. Why would we kick yeah. an extra right. point? But, no, but it wasn't all that long ago where even in the NCC, you know, kicking was a little bit. Now you got more and more of that at the bigger level. Smaller schools. Yeah, you still get a lot of two-point conversions that make a difference. But, yeah, it was – and the most – Burke, not only gets the game-winning field goal, he essentially – Did he get the pick six? Yes! <laughs> he had the pick six and the game-winning field goal. Because I've called the yes. Conklin kid, I remember. I've, I've called, like, hoop games. He was a pretty good athlete on there. Oh, yeah, that's not a bad uh, – like the Star Civic kid for it's a good day at the office. Kid pretty good. They both of them anyway. Well, uh, if you hey, can tell I, in our voice, it's just it's exciting. High school sport, yeah, yeah, you lose and it's 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 like a, a gut punch. You win and it's elation. It really is everything that should embody uh, high school sport. Go ahead, Doc. Yeah, and I think after that game, Mr. Conklin can probably call wherever he wants to go. Yeah. I mean, especially that one-handed catch in the end zone. I mean, you you Was just sweet? that's that's talent that you just. You can't coach. I mean, that's just inherent talent, and that kid has really got it. So, yeah. I'm hoping. Uh, I'm hoping Bubba is, you know, <laughs> right, right, right. Four eye because the kid is is all world. I think. I, I was think. listening. I, I, it was. It sounded pretty wild when I was tuning in. Man. Yeah. That that that's. Uh... Yeah, he runs really good routes. He's got great hands. He's tall. He's going to develop even more. So, uh, yeah. Start uh, start making some some uh, some moves there, Bubba, to get him in the, in the green and white. Uh, a couple of other things I brought to the table today. Derek and I brought this up. Doc, I always love to get your insight into this, and that is uh, let's just stay with the FBS coaches and or coordinators that were relieved of their duties over the weekend. What stands out and we'll come back to, obviously, is is uh, Fisher at, uh, at Texas A&M. Uh, so, so he's out. Uh, so Jimbo's done, and we'll get to that in a second. Mississippi State announced today that it fired his uh, head coach, uh, Zach Arnett, and uh, he, he had served as Bulldogs defensive coordinator for three seasons. Remember, we lost Mike Leach, you know, suddenly. You know, Mike Leach passed away. Right. He was always a great soundbite, and then they, they uh, p- you know, put Zach Arnett into that, that role. And, uh, boy, they just, uh, they just haven't fared well. Four and six overall, one and six in the SEC. Uh, they had just uh, coming off a 51-10 loss to Texas A&M, coincidentally. Uh, Penn State fired their offensive coordinator. Boise State, I was just there a few weeks ago. We had Avalos on our pregame. Uh, Boise State fired Coach Andy Avalos uh, yesterday uh, on theirs. But back to Jimbo Fisher. The uh, And maybe the question here, is it on the AD? Is it on the institution? So he's relieved of his duties, and I was listening to athletic director Ross Bjork last night on Jimbo Fisher. He's the A&M athletic director. And I think the words he used were, were stuck in neutral. This team has had good recruiting classes, but it's not in the national championship conversation. So that they do is, is they relieve uh, Jimbo of his job. Well, they had just kind of, because in, the, in college football, certainly FBS, Doc, you got to keep up with the Joneses. If so and so's making nine mil, 
and we want to get our program that way, got to bring him over and, and, and sign a contract. So this is why the numbers are so large. You know, he had just uh, inked up a little extension that was going to take him a while. And and I think the um, the total buyout, the buy, $76 million to buy out his contract, he's owed $19.2 million, Jimbo Fisher, within two months, and then seven point two annually through 2031. Now, Doc, I bring this up not not saying that coaches shouldn't get paid that because that's get paid what <laughs> you take it, I'd take it, Derek, you'd take it, you know, and, and we feel we worth I think it. Think about it, right? Yeah. So it's not about that. Who does it fall on, Doc? And uh, should the hammer fall a little deeper? Does it go to an AD? Does it go to the institution? Obviously, there are revenue arms now in college football that can, believe it or not, you know, absorb $76 million and not blink. But well, that's the story. To end. Correct me if I'm wrong. College coaches' salaries are not borne by the university. No, oftentimes that is there's other – yeah. It's through, it's through the, the booster organizations and donors and everything else. So, uh, well, I don't know. I think a lot of the guys I, are – are no, the... no, I think in, in 1A, a lot of that, that's why those numbers are so big. It's not born necessarily by the university. Um, it's born by the outside um, the revenue that can be generated. And, and I know that because Michigan has a budget of $200 million. And, and, but, the, but the salaries of all the coaches are not part of that budget. Um, so I'm thinking, and I don't know that because but I think that's how that works. Now, when you get down to the lower levels, then they are an employee of the university and, and, and things because the numbers are obviously more palatable. But, but you know, I, I would not um, you know, say anything about Jimbo Fisher other than I think there's more to this story than the record. The Jimbo, age- Fisher is, Jimbo Fisher has had a history of, how do I want to say this, ticking people off along the way. And I just wonder if there isn't something more to this story than what we're not being told. Because, you know, right now, I mean, they're in the middle of the SEC. I mean, yeah, they're four and three, and, you know, they haven't, you know, beaten anybody up above them. But that's only LSU and Mississippi and Alabama. So, to me, it sounds a little a, a little different. You know, why all of a sudden is, is he so expendable? And at that price, um, so I don't know. I mean, I'm, it, I'm just saying that. That's the way it's been there for a while, though, because they, they've done this with Kevin Summerlin and Mike Sherman, and you go down the line of guys yeah. that they've chewed up and spit out. And and however get the money, I mean, most of these guys, though, are considered the highest pay, state employees. So sure. whether it's going in, it's still part of their, their budget because, right. I mean, so there's a lot, well, of, <laughs> there's a lot of horse trading going on in, <laughs> underneath the thing, you know. I think part of the budget is all the bennies and all the other stuff that comes along, you know, with the, mm-hmm. with the insurances and, and everything else. But the majority of some of those salaries are borne by the boosters and, and all that. That's how they work around it. The um, AD came out and said, uh, let me be clear, Texas A&M Athletics and the 12th Man Foundation will be the sole sources of the necessary funds covering these transition costs. So 12th right. Man Foundation, other these revenue arms. Because right. the revenue arms want you to be a national champion, too. So I'm sure if the revenue arm, as much as it stinks to, to if you call this a mistake, it's a lot, that's a, that's a big tostito. That's a large mark. $76 million is a heck of a financial, quote-unquote, mistake. Uh, but well, let's go raise another 76. 
you know, to make sure that we don't do it again and we can compete in the SEC with teams, you know, like Alabama. So I, yeah, yeah that's the latest on that. But that that's what's going to be circling. I heard that on CBS News, for goodness sakes, not even a sportscast. Like CBS News, that was the story, right. was the buyout. You know, and at the same token, I'm sure people at College Station, Ma and Pa sending a kid to school there and tuition raises, I'm sure they're going, eh. Well, at the Doc's point, though, it doesn't even phase me because that is one of the richest alumni bases in the country, and it's not even close because a lot of oil men went to school there. That's right. You know, that's including the Bush family, so I I think they'll be okay. So that was some college action over the weekend. Meanwhile, you have people starving on the street, but this is the way it, it goes. That was the college action over the weekend. And that, <laughs> there's, there's a few dollars involved in all of yeah. these. Uh, but it's these, you know it's amazing. I've been dying to ask Dr. Phil, but what a what a weird thing with the Big Ten in Michigan, right? I mean, there's a you know I I guess we're gonna make some athletic directors happy, as Dan Barrero said, by suspending Jim Harbaugh for three games, even though he hasn't kind of gone through due process. But yet, I think they want to save face, knowing that. They could win the Big Ten Championship, go in the college football playoff, and then they're accused of cheating the whole time. So it's a big black eye in the whole conference in Michigan. Yeah, what an ugly situation. I mean, I love major college football, FBS football, more than any other sport. I'm going to tell you, they're losing me a little bit with these super conferences and just with all this stuff. I don't know how you feel, Dr. Phil. It's just kind of an icky feeling for me right now. All right, here's three things. I think. And if, and if we can trust Jim Harbaugh, and I have no reason not to, I think he's an upstanding. I think he's a good guy. I've been following him ever since my daughter's been there. And, and I think he, he really is a good guy. If what he says is true, that he had no idea that this was going on, I believe him up until now. Um, because if my take is this kid came from the military, right? So he has a little bit of an idea of how to do covert surveillance. And he did it using other people. And and if he did it to, in my theory is he did it to improve his position on the coaching staff, like going into meetings and he had some knowledge that they didn't have. And he looked pretty darn smart. Like, well, you know, they, they do this most of the time. They do this play, this, this. He had some inside knowledge to improve his position on the staff. That's my feeling. Um, and, and if that's true, then you know, then then game over. He's out. That's the way it goes. But Harbaugh will probably take a hit because he's the head man, and that's how it goes. But if truly they find that there was internal discussions about all these uh, signals that they that this kid was finding, and there was uh, you know talk about it amongst all the assistant coaches, yeah, then they need to be held accountable, no question. But the problem is, Derek, they're all doing it. And they all do it to a certain degree, whether it's game day or whether it's not. They've got people in the stands that are alums that are kind of relaying things back. I mean, everybody does it. And and and, and I'm so frustrated that the NCAA is such a backward organization. And that's why I think that what's happening is you're going to get these power conferences and they're going to kiss the NCAA goodbye. They're going to go, you know what? We don't need you. We're going to do our own television conference or television deal. We're going to have our own rules. If you want to play along, fine, but we're not going to include you. And I think that's where this is going because the, the NCAA is just so archaic in some of their, their things that they do. I mean, why is it now that we cannot have electronic transmission, whether it's an eyepiece in your helmet with the AT&T 5G little lens or, you know, the – the headphones in the helmet that the quarterbacks and the linebackers have in the NFL. Everybody goes, oh, well, you can't 
do that in the lower conferences? Sure you can. The NCAA makes over $3 billion a year. They can give some of that money down to the lower uh, divisions if they want to choose to do this, and, and they, they may very well. So, the schools are too I mean, busy that, paying off coaches. Seventy-six <laughs> <laughs> million dollar buyouts. <laughs> but I think that's where a lot of this is all going, and and I think that you know a lot of these Big Ten coaches. I thought it was really interesting that they had this meeting, this teleconference, and they didn't include Jim Harbaugh, and they didn't include the AD from Michigan, you know, to hear these gripes and to hear these allegations. And I thought, how does that work? You know, I mean, aren't you supposed to stand to your accusers? And and so mm-hmm. to me, it's like the Big Ten, this big accumulation of, of guys that are kind of pouting about the fact that maybe one of them got caught, I'll guarantee you they're going to, if they dig deep, deep enough, they're going to find that most of those schools were doing something similar and, and it's going to get ugly. But but I, I just think, you know, it's just, it's kind of silly. I mean, but you can go scout games at Division Two. You can go scout games at Division Three. I mean, that was the whole premise for a lot of stuff back in the day. I mean, we'd send scouts out, you know, for the, the week before to kind of get their tendencies and get an idea. You know, what's wrong with that? That's how it works. And, and so I think that in the end, it, it's probably going to get a little uglier than, than it's going to get better. And, and I'm just hoping that this kid was a rogue kind of a guy that wanted to just improve his position on the coaching staff and didn't involve the rest of the coaches. Um, Cause then I, then I think it's, it's going to be a much better end result. But still, you know, the NCAA needs to just get off uh, some of the rules that they have, let these electronic things happen. And I think that AT&T 5G shield and a quarterback's helmet, I think that's pretty cool. It and, is. A, it, 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 you know, and it's a game changer. Yeah. And, and you can do with you know with iPads from the uh, from the sideline in technology. For those that don't know this, you yeah. know it, the Michigan story. If you're brand new to it, on that they were they were you know the guy maybe almost in in like two tier degree away. You know buying tickets and, and and scouting other teams and feeding information back and so on and so forth. Almost like Bud Fox did with Gordon Gecko on Wall Street, nineteen eighty. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the final thing, and I know we got to go. And Carn Olson, by the way, from Shields, is, is stopping by. There's a big ice fest uh, coming up on, on Friday uh, all the weekend. But the Big Ten decided that Michigan conducted, quote, an impermissible in-person scouting operation over multiple years, resulting in an unfair competitive advantage that compromised the integrity of competition. So that's what it stated. But now the Big Ten came out, obviously, with that and said, quote, this is not a sanction of Coach Harbaugh. It is a sanction against the university that under the extraordinary circumstance presented by this offensive conduct best fits the violation. So, you know, there there's the deal. And he's he'll he'll like you said, Doc, and hopefully, you know, it's it's got scapegoatish kind of feel to it. It's got a little bit of this feel to it. We'll see what happens. So he can't he, he, you know, he can't be on the sideline. It's got the lesser ones whining, you know, too, and it's you know, and, and, and the whole thing is, is with a lot of those, if you're not cheating, you're not trying hard enough. No. You know, I mean, that, unfortunately, that's kind of how it is at that level. But but I'm I'm certainly hoping that, that it comes through that this kid was just a rogue kid and, and he was just trying to, to improve his position. And he thought he had a way to do that and without anybody else's knowledge. And, and if that's the case, fine, then, you know, he's gone and, and there will be some repercussions a little bit. But but the bottom line is, is that everybody scouts everybody, and everybody's trying to get their signals. Um, and you know, it happens in all the sports, and uh, that's just part of the game a little bit. Um, 
but but unfortunately, this was uh, something that was against the rules, and if indeed it was found out without a reasonable doubt that this kid really had violated the rules, then he's you know the so much. Well, let's get going. So much tougher to do back in the day with uh, Betamax and VHS uh, recorders. We couldn't do that back in the day. We'd try. Maybe you'd try, but you just couldn't. Doc, we're up against the clock. Good roundtable today, buddy. We will uh, do it again next week. All right? All right. Sounds good, guys. Great good stuff. Week. Dr. Phil Johnson joining us, orthopedic surgeon. Carn Olson. Yeah, huge. Ice Fest. What is it? We'll be broadcasting live Friday from Shields, but we'll give you a little taste of what that's all about. You're not going to want to miss this next with Carn Olson on uh, 740 The Fan. The Ice Castle giveaway is back. You have a chance to win a 2024 Ice Castle toy hauler from OutlateRecreation.com at the M&J Saloon on November 30th, along with other door prizes driven by Muscatel Burns Ford in Holly. For over 33 years, Dr. Philip Johnson at Orthopedic and Sport Medicine Specialists of Fargo has been providing professional, timely, and personal care to our region. Being a fellowship-trained sports medicine and orthopedic surgeon, he has the experience and ability to diagnose and treat your orthopedic and sport injury problems. Visit them at 2829 University Drive South, call 701-478-0307, or visit orthosportmedfargo.com. At Valley Imports in Fargo, we're not just fixing cars, we're preserving dreams. We understand that people work tirelessly to make their dream cars a reality. Our customers entrust us to keep their dreams running smoothly. As a technician at Valley Imports, you'll be the guardian of these dreams. Whether you've got years of experience or just starting your career, we want you. We'll train you, offer full benefits, and the chance to become certified. We even have an apprentice program. Apply today at valleyimports.com. Menard's 11% sale ends Thanksgiving Day. Renovate your kitchen with new cabinets from Cardell. Ready to install and featuring a modern look. Cardell cabinets give your kitchen a new feel. All Cardell designer and cornerstone cabinets are on sale. Plus 11% off. Stores close Thanksgiving, but 11% off remains in effect on Menards.com. Savings are mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Now, the North Dakota Agriculture Association invites you to the new NDAA Agribusiness Expo. We're closing in on it. It's a revamped and retooled show going to help everyone. You can explore the future of commercial agribusiness. Circle it on your date, November 28th and 29th. Like I said, we're not far away, just a couple of weeks, November 28th and 29th. It is the uh, the Agribusiness Expo at the Avalon Event Center in Fargo, located 2525 9th Avenue South in Fargo. Great opportunity. Uh, learn to connect. Learn uh, to grow your agribusiness. And for more information or to register, uh, please visit. I'll give you the website right here. Go to ndag.org. That's ndag.org. Karn Olson uh, has another big event. You know, when we talk about, let's go over to, to Shields. And and uh, and, and Karn, uh, we've we've opened up the door and laid out the red carpet uh, for Karn. The, what I like to call the the AD of Shields <laughs> <laughs> right, Karen. How are you doing, Karen? That's me. And by the way, you're looking very tall today. I, I think I, I think have, you're taller. I turn it. I turn 34 tomorrow. Okay. <clears> okay. Okay. You know. Well, happy happy we, early birthday. How long have we been doing this? We, yeah, 30. I, not 34 years. I, I think I'm growing. 
I, most I think you are. I th- <laughs> like I opened the studio door. I'm like, whoa, you are taller. <laughs> Wasn't that our Benjamin Buttons movie about that? I think, I don't know, something like that. Uh, Karn, my goodness gracious. Now, Friday, we're going to be at Shields, which is, yes. is so excited. I, uh, I've i eaten more sandwiches at Grandma Jenna's and bought more product <laughs> than you can shake a stick at. But uh, because it's Ice Fest time, and, and Karn, you, you assemble all this stuff. And Speaking of growing and getting bigger and more full. How about that? Ice Fest. What have we got? I mean, we this, have this, grown. This isn't your, isn't your daddy's ice. Not, fest anymore, right? No, it's this is no longer the ice fest of grumpy old men. Although I'm sure we'll have some grumpy old men. Don't tell him I said that. Don't tell him I said that. But yeah, this the sport of ice fishing, not your father's sport of ice fishing. Um, and ice fest, not what it was when we did our first one in 2014. We are so jacked. Um, Friday, 9 a.m., we're going to kick it off. Of course, you're going to join us um, at noon, and we're so excited about that. I'm glad your schedule finally worked out for you to actually be here and be a part (laughs) of one. I might bring some walleye. Who knows? I I love it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, the 10th annual Shields Ice Fest, uh, we are jacked about it because we're going to be doing $25,000 in giveaways. Uh, You don't need to be present to win. You do need to be present to sign up. And so what I mean by that... um, we decided to celebrate the 10th annual the way that the sh- only Shields could. Sure. So we reached out to our partners. We reached out to our friends and said, how can we do this big? And Garmin was on board right out of the gate. And they said, we got you. How about we give away a live scope a day? Now, Gar- Garmin means live scope a day. That's a $3,300 fishing electronic. We're going to give away three of them this weekend at Shields. Unbelievable. And then we reached out to our friends in the fishing industry and said, hey, what if we gave away some destination fishing trips? Jason Mitchell immediately yep i got you devil's lake guided fishing with a couple buddies we're going to give away a devil's lake fishing trip on friday guy's a great human being on top of all everything knowledgeable just that's the kind of guy you want guiding yes absolutely he is a wonderful human being i'm so excited to hear the two of you chat on friday i'm gonna hook that up Yeah, that'll be good make sure that happens and then on saturday um our friends at lake of the woods at border view lodge and sportsman's lodge are gonna give away a get this Uh choose your own adventure what destination trip so you get to pick your version of the ultimate um lake of the woods experience on either sportsman's lodge or border view lodge were so you, uh, you get to pick. <laughs> so when you're over there kind of thing, and how can you make this huge? Were you watching Prices Right? Like, or no, yeah. you were, <laughs> there Prices is no, Right were like the showcase show. I'm going, you could choose this there one. There is no $1, Jack. There will be no $1 bid. <laughs> you could choose this one. You could choose door number two. Or could, door number three. Border yeah. View Lodge. Border View. Lake of the Woods. Yep, Border View or Sportsman's Lodge right there on the Rainy River. Beautiful. I was up there a few weeks ago. Absolutely gorgeous area. And, of course, if you love to ice fish, you know that that's where you want to be. But, but you're we, not done. That we was didn't Saturday. stop there. You're not done. No. We took Sunday's trip north of the border up to Lake Winnipeg, which anglers will know is where you fish for monster greenback walleyes. That's right. And uh, Bruin Outfitters, Matt Cornell of Clam Ice Team and Bruin Outfitting is going to give away a trip on Sunday to fish up at Lake Winnipeg with him, fully guided, um, I believe, with three friends. So that, trip for four. That is, uh, that's fantastic. Now, I, I heard you sneak in there on the what I would call the JV game portion of setting that up. <laughs> Before you hit that varsity package out yes. uh, there, uh, you can't just 
telekinetically register. You have to you physically you got to come out. Come Correct. On, yep. Right? Yep. So there will be a different registration set each day during the event, so you can register to win that destination fishing trip plus that Garmin Live Scope and all sorts of other great stuff too. Uh, free buckets. Are we shooting hoops? Just what, what's, just what's going on? What's with the buckets? <laughs> so you love uh, you anglers. You love a free five gallon bucket. Love a free five gallon bucket. The line every year for those buckets is just insane. And on Friday morning when we open, we'll have buckets for the first 250 and Saturday and Sunday for the first 100. Shields Outfitters red five-gallon bucket this year. Uh, it's fantastic. So put that on your bucket list. Ah, yes, you know, I Gart. see, I see, uh, I see. I, I want to go to Shields Ice Fest. It's always <laughs> been on my bucket list. Uh, it's the 10th anniversary. It's big. So Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and you and I will talk more on Friday. But mm-hmm. uh, So what time, I suppose, they can stumble in there to the lot? And uh, what are we talking about Absolutely, here? yeah. If uh, the tent goes up tomorrow, so if you are at Shields on Friday and you don't see the tent, you're at the wrong Shields um, because the thing is so big. It's, Could happen. It's, it's basically a temporary structure. It's an entirely new building that we set up for this. Um, and so Friday, 9 to 8. Saturday, 9 to 6. Sunday, 11 to 3. And if you're looking for a more permanent ice house, now a lot of us love to fish with a pop-up or a movable shelter, sure, sure. Um, but Outlet Recreation is going to have their ice castle fish houses out there, and um, Adam from Glacial Lake Snowbear will have a couple of his snowbear units out there, which are a, just a different, um, more comfortable means to fish in. And obviously not anytime soon, because we've got to make sure that we set up the ice uh, to get it formed and ready to go for those houses. But uh, for a little further into the season, they'll have their lineup as well. We may be enjoying some decent weather this week, which Karen and I were just oh talking off there going, this is fantastic. But Let's not. It's not fool. Let, let's not kid ourselves. There will be ice. <laughs> there will. It's coming. It's, it's it's happening. And you know, we in ten years we've never had weather quite like this. Maybe. So not super great right now for making ice. I will tell you, super great for standing in the parking lot um, in a tent, telling fish stories. Perfect. Uh, and and chatting chatting with your buddies and and just trying to figure out how do I get ready for the next season. And this is a great time. It's Monday. Um, take a look at your ice fishing stash. Maybe you've got tackle that over the winter you forgot to replace or it got wet and maybe it rusted um take an inventory of what you need now so that on friday saturday and sunday at ice fest you are ready to shop and you're ready to go for the season the doors to the big store will still be open in case you're looking for something to wear putting on your feet on your body all that my goodness car right i mean this is a (laughs) twofold thing here yeah 100 percent. so everything ice fishing related will be in the tent um, we basically take the entire ice fishing shop and we relocate it to the tent for the weekend um, just to have a ton of fun with it we'll put it on sale we'll make it worth your while for stopping out but of course if ice fishing isn't your jam uh, maybe you're going to be in town for state volleyball whatever that happens right. to look like and and you want to get an early start on christmas shopping uh we've got a 200,000 square foot store that shares the same parking lot uh that we'll be glad to take care of you in as well right can't imagine there's not a soul walking the earth that hasn't have something from Shields on or <laughs> or whatever. As Karn said, twenty five thousand dollars in prizes over that. A garment a day, I think I heard you say. Oh my goodness, free buckets, all the the experts, the gear, the the destination lodges, the choose your own, all of that. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. As I said, Jason Mitchell, Karn will be with me on Friday on the show. Jason Mitchell, which I'll I'll, I'll already throw the question out. You got a Jack Michaels and a Jason Mitchell, two other JMs you'd like to hang out with on a noon hour. Oh, I love when you do that. My Mount Rushmore of JMs. <laughs> JMs. Oh, JM. I will be ready. Mount Rushmore. I will we'll, be ready. Oh, and, 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 and Julie McKendry? No, I don't maybe, even know who that may, is. Maybe. <laughs> Karn, you look like a million dollars. Thanks for stopping by, Karn. I appreciate it. See you Friday.
That is Karen. Thank you, Karen. That is Karen Olson and uh, and Shields. That's going to be a. And she's right. They take all that from inside, and boom, it's like a small city of ice fish outside. And talked about all the prize giveaways. So I'm looking forward to Friday. I'll be there. You won't be, Derek. You'll be in. You'll be back at U.S. Bank. Have you got mail yet at U.S. Bank? So you cover the Vikings I'm yesterday. About it. And, and you'll be back there, and we've got Barnesville football, DGF football coming up over the weekend. Uh, so tune in. going to be a busy week. Uh, FCS is going to be just off the charts uh, Saturday, just to, from the Colonial to the Missouri Valley to all these parts in Big Sky, all these parts in between. Congratulations to North Dakota's Casey Barabich has claimed the fir- season's first uh, player of the week accolade. Just came down 32 seconds ago. And uh, good for her. Uh, we'll do that. Common Man coming up around the corner. Monday Night Football tonight. We'll see what happens on KFGL. Buffaloes? Bronco? Muscatel Burns Ford Sportsman Sale is going on now through the end of the month. Choose your new in-stock Ford F-150.